Now, growing a recruitment company is pretty straightforward. (laughs) I didn't say it was easy, but it's pretty straightforward. The sort of five key elements that when you actually strip it all away are the areas that you need to have a focus around. And so I thought today's podcast, as we as we come towards the end of a year and we're ready to start a new one, it'd be good to actually just review these to give you something to to think about over the festive season in between your mince pies and, and whatever else you might be consuming um, in the next uh, in the next few weeks. So five key things. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Recruitment, Marketing and Sales Podcast. An obsessive focus on marketing and sales is the only way to accelerate your agency growth. So listen in now as we share the latest strategies and techniques guaranteed to deliver you more placements and profit. Well, hi there, everyone. This is Denise from Superfast Recruitment with the Recruitment Marketing and Sales Podcast. And today we're talking about the five-step system to sell more in your recruitment company next year, which is, I suspect, what everybody wants to do. And uh, what I've done really is, is what's called in training terms, chunk up to give you the five sort of key areas that you need to be thinking about as you move forward. However, we'll get into that in just a very quick second. Um, first of all, if you're new here, welcome. Uh, lovely to have you. And um, please check out all the other podcasts that are there and you'll be able to see which are the most popular ones. So it might be an idea to, to start there first. And um, as a general rule, uh, most of our podcasts, in fact, I'm sure 99% of them will have a transcription. So head over to superfastrecruitment.co.uk and you will, um, there's a little search bar on the blog and you can search on different topics and the podcast will come up for you. Um, and if you enjoy this podcast, which I sincerely hope you do, then we would love it if you would give us a review um, because uh, we all know how these old search engines work, including iTunes, that the more reviews you get, the higher up the search engines you, you, you become and it happens in Apple too. So we'd love to get this message out to more and more people. So five step system. I suspect this is a question that the majority of business owners have that they would like an answer to, especially as we end one year and start another, uh, is, you know, how can I make more placements next year? What am I missing? What maybe do I need to be thinking about? And um, this isn't going to be a particularly long podcast. Well, I don't think so. You never know when I I get going um, because it doesn't need to be. But there are five elements that I want to share with you today. And if you really focus on these, you are gold. Now, first of all, um, if you haven't downloaded our marketing audit checklist, strongly suggest you do that because this will help in this process too. It's a great planning piece for people to um, to actually fill out. And if you go to superfastrecruitment.co.uk forward slash MCL, you'll actually find um, a page where you can put your name and email address in 
And as if by magic, we will whiz over to you the, the checklist, which strongly suggest you print off. It's got 30 questions on it. And it, and, and these questions are based around what successful recruitment companies, particularly the ones that we're working with at the moment are doing. Um, and it just gives you a little bit of an audit check to see, you know, where your gaps are, which will really help to inform you next year and will help with this process too. So. Let me, uh, so just go along supermasterrecruitment.co.uk forward slash MCL if you haven't downloaded it already. So let me tell you what this straightforward formula is. And there's five key steps to it. Number one is have a goal. I'm going to, I'm going to drill down into each of these as well and give you some suggestions and ideas around them. Number two is your market. And I think that is really relevant at, uh, at this point in time. Number three is your offer. Number four is your lead attraction system. So getting leads into your business. And number five is the conversion mechanism. Now, obviously, each of these elements has quite a few more bits attached to it. And these are sort of like the big chunks to consider. So let me drill down into each one in turn. Um, it still fascinates me that some people do not have a, fa- a financial goal for their growth. Smack your hands and smack your legs if you don't. You do need to have a financial goal. If you don't have a financial goal, you know, as human beings, we are success-seeking creatures. We, we, we move towards goals. If you don't have a goal, how do you know what you need to do to achieve it? So that's number one. Another thing as well about it is don't make it too easy. Um, it, it's interesting. We were talking to, to some of our Superfast Circle members and, um, and it's, you know, obviously they are using the strategies that we teach. So they're, they're doing really well, but a couple of them have hit their target way ahead of what they anticipated. So we have one particular, um, company, fantastic company that we work with who've actually hit their target already. And I'm recording this in sort of, uh, December. Um, they've hit the target up to the end of March. So maybe their target could have been bigger. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? So think about, you know, your goal, because having a goal will inform the other parts of the process. Um, It it will absolutely help you to identify um, where you need to be and what you need to do, too. Now, I know this might sound woo woo as well, but you, you need to have a why, too. You'll have heard this and you've seen it online as well that, you know, whether, whether that's to fulfill your potential that you've always known you have, whether it's to, um, you know, in, in the UK, we say put two fingers up to somebody who thought that you couldn't do something. If that's what motivates you and drives you, well, well, great. Maybe it's to be a great provider for your family. Maybe it's to leave a legacy. Maybe it's to have a business that, that makes a difference in the world. And the list goes on and on and on. And, and this is what you need to consider as you um, decide on the goal that you have. So you have a financial goal. Really, really important. Know why you want it to. Um, uh, if you have a big vision, you're going to need to factor in time as well, because um, uh, I think it was Bill Gates that, that said, you know, uh, we, we, we overestimate and underestimate. We overestimate what we can do in a year, but we totally underestimate what we can do in five years. So think about your vision and, uh, you know, a time factor. If you want to turn over, let's just pluck around and figure out the air. Say you want to turn over three million and you're now at 
two or three hundred thousand, then you will need to consider the sector, the time and resources to make that happen. Because um, it still fascinates me when I when I speak to some business owners and they go, Oof, I don't want to spend £50 on an email marketing, £50 a month on an email marketing system. And yet they have a goal of making three million. Um, <laughs> get real. Um, as I always say to them, you know, if you want to really scale and grow, then you're going to need to invest and you're going to need to have, you know, the resources in place. So that's talking about goals. So really, really key. The next thing is let's talk about your market. Very straightforward one here is if you've got a big goal, will the sector that you are working in currently or the sector that you've chosen deliver the revenues you want? Really, really simple. So, you know, um, if you're in technology or commercial sector, I would probably suggest that the answer is yes. I don't think those uh, particular markets are going away anytime sure, uh, anytime soon. But, you know, if you're not sure, then it is really critical to do to do your own due diligence and research. And note to self, Denise, <laughs> remember to switch off the volume on your notifications when you're recording a podcast. However, anyway, let me get back into it. So it is it is critical to make sure that you know um, your market and, you know, has this market got legs for the next sort of five years? Because we would always suggest, you know, five years is, is a minimum that you want to, to be thinking about if you're, you're building a, a real business. Um, should really probably be 10 or 20 years, but, you know, let's, let's just think about that. Now, here, Google is your friend. Um, as I was just sort of mapping everything out here, I thought, I'll just go and see if I can find some links for, for folks to, uh, to go and have a look at. And, um, I actually came up with a report from O2 and the data in this particular report looked at, um, the different sectors in the UK and which were growing and which were declining. Um, so, you know, if you're in, um, print or manufacturer of basic metals from a, a recruitment point of view might not be um, a sort of area that's going to be growing uh, particularly strongly in the next few years. So you might want to consider that. So it's thinking about, okay, am I in the right sector? Is this sector, is this sector growing? You know, and, and then it's thinking about, can this sector stand, withstand higher fees? So, um, you know, we would always strongly suggest, you know, when you look on the marketing checklist as well, one of the questions we ask is, you know, are you charging 15% plus fees in your market? Because that's the sort of market you want to be in. And that's why, um, you know, being a specialist in an area is going to afford you much uh, a much easier path to growth as well, because what you want to be thinking is about your longer term uh, growth plans, because markets are changing the way the World Wide Web is now. Um, we can we can all find specialists. You are listening to a podcast uh, from a marketing company that just purely focuses on the recruitment and staffing sector. So you can see how this this is going to work for you. The other thing to consider as well, when you think about your market, are there other verticals in your market where you could um, expand into. So, you know, we work, we seem to work with a lot of technology recruiters and there are multiple, multiple different sort of niches and sub niches that, uh, that people can, can really sort of move into as well and create another desk there as well. So, so that's important to consider too. So we've got the goal, we've got the market. 
Now let's move forward and think about the offer. Now, when it when it comes to an offer, this can often stump recruitment business owners. Um, and and I think for, for you guys, it's thinking about, you know, when it comes to your clients, you have a re- recruiting service. Now, how comprehensive is your service? Is it, you know, is it on the lines of a, an RPO or is it, you know, just an amazing, I'm going to say just, but an amazing service where you work really closely with a client from scoping out a project to arranging, you know, uh, sorting out the job descriptions, arranging the behavioral testing, maybe video screening and the whole nine yards. And there, there are many new recruiting products available on the market that can really help you to up level your service because you've got to think about what service would your client value and actually want. Um, we 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 provide many many different different things for our our particular clients. But I, something that really struck out for me was that when we first started, we did an awful lot of training for people, and we still do training. However, we also realised that people we were training said, "Well, I'm enjoying the training, but I'd also like you to do some stuff for me as well." So so we ended up actually expanding our content delivery services for clients, and also now now marketing funnels too. So that was because we we listened. <laughs> to a funny story about this, but we listened to what our clients actually wanted as well. And that's how we created our service around what our clients' wants and needs were. And then, you know, obviously we, we sold that to them at an appropriate price to make a profit. Uh, and always remember this, you know, higher value clients will pay more for a service that they actually want. And it's the same with your candidates too. So just think about what is it that my clients want? What is it that my candidates candidates want? And how can I deliver that? So, you know, let's just, just imagine, you know, let's just look, talk about candidates for a second. You know, if you help a candidate with a career, particularly in a role where they, you know, they may later become a client, you deliver an outstanding service, and then you'll start to watch all the dominoes fall in your direction as that, as that candidate suddenly becomes a, a, a client who then is putting business your way. And, you know, business people interconnect with one another. They'll say, oh, you should be working with this person. You should be working this person. They're done all my recruiting and they're amazing. Um, so you can see how creating your recruitment offer. And I think it is important um, today as well. And we, 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 we talked about this in a recent event that we run for our Superfast Circle about helping helping recruiters to stand out in their market and to be different. And part of it can be your offer because it's not just that you're providing the candidate and you're sending loads of CVs. You know, think about your process. Um, for some of you, I know, listening to this and some people, some of our clients, you know, they have like a 21 step process, some even more. What is your offer to your ideal client? And maybe it's retained. Maybe it's the fact that, you know, people really, um, want, want to, 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 particularly in a skill short market, they are willing to pay for a retained service too. So, so think about that as well when you're thinking about your offer as you move forward. You know, would your market be up for a retained offer? I would possibly suspect that they would be. So, this leads me on to leads, if you'll excuse the pun. So, when it comes to leads, when you know what your ideal clients and candidates actually want, 
attracting leads becomes so much easier. And uh, <laughs> I was just saying, just as I was writing this, I was thinking about something I was watching on the TV. I was watching trash TV this weekend because I had this sort of cold thing. So um, I sort of spent a little bit of time in uh, indoors and I was watching um, First Dates Hotel. I don't know if any of you have ever watched that. Um, I know it's a UK-based programme, but fundamentally, I'm sure you can get it somewhere, but... Um, well, I tend to sort of tape these back to back and um, there is in the UK, there's a programme called First Dates and basically there's a very charismatic Frenchman that runs this restaurant and they match um, different sort of, you know, boys and, and boys together, girls and girls together, girls and boys together, you know, all that sort of thing. They go along, they have a, you know, and it, it, it's good entertainment, funny as well. And they've also now got First Dates Hotel and uh, and I was watching a programme and there was a lovely young guy there and uh they ended up getting together at the end of the day but what was fascinating was he was listening to absolutely everything this um this this young girl was saying and um you know so he ordered the right cocktail he ordered the right wine he knew what to say and it just it just made me uh, appreciate that you know if you actually listen to what your customer wants um, then it's amazing how uh, that can uh, that, that can can uh, uh, pay dividends in the future, and that's why when we when I was talking about the offer, I think it's so critical that you listen to your your candidates and your clients and give them what they want because it just makes things so much easier to sell. Um, so when you know what your ideal candidate and clients want, attracting leads becomes easier. When you start to communicate uh, with them through content and by phone and email, they get that you understand uh, their market and they're more likely to pick up the phone to you, take your calls and get in touch. So, and of course, you know, leads can come from multiple sources, Um uh, obviously your authority website that needs to be all set up um you know blogs free reports contact forms um chat boxes and i think uh, particularly as time goes on i think um chat bots will become bigger and bigger so like messenger bots um next year particularly um you know your different social channels you know it's not just linkedin it could be facebook it could be instagram paid advertising linkedin google job adverts facebook it's not just job boards um, these days, guys. You need to be thinking about all the different things as well when it comes to uh, generating leads. You know, email lists, referrals, you know, the, the, the whole kit and caboodle goes on and on and on. There's so many ways to generate leads, particularly once you have, you know, defined your, your goal, defined your market and you know what your offer is, then it becomes much easier to attract the right leads for you and for your business. Now let's talk about the final part and that's conversion, your conversion mechanism. Um, obviously different markets have different conversion mechanisms, but you know, marketing is about creating awareness and demand for your recruiting service and expertise. You know, once people start to know you, they start to like you, trust you, and then they are much easier to convert to actually working with you. You know, obviously we've talked about the buyer cycle before. Um, if you've not listened to any of our podcasts on that, then, then head over to the Supervised Recruitment blog and, and there we, we talk about the buyer cycle. And it's sort of a natural thing that at any one point in time, there's probably only what five to seven percent of people ready to actually buy. Now, the rest, they're still in that sort of awareness and discovery phase. So they need, you know, need more interaction with you before they actually say yes. So historically, 
conversion takes place through a conversation, uh, particularly in the recruitment, recruitment and staffing sector. That will take place through a conversation, be that on the phone, um, which is happening more and more um, or face to face or maybe you have to go along and pitch and do a presentation. Um, you know, th- that is how conversion generally happens now. Um, just maybe go off a little tangent here when it comes to conversion as well. When you, when it comes to inbound marketing, um, we're great advocates of both inbound and outbound marketing. But when it comes to inbound marketing, you can have a lot of different elements in your marketing strategies working for you that are moving people along that buyer cycle so they do become ready to work with you. And you're not wasting your time with lots of cold calls to people that are not interested. Instead, they're getting warmed up to you so that when you do make those calls, it actually makes quite a difference. So that's something to just think about with your your conversion mechanisms um, next year as well. So get all the other four elements right and it's amazing how, um, you know, conversion can happen much quicker when it comes to the conversations that you have with, with candidates, the conversations that you, you have with them, with, with clients too. So what next? Well, I would say jump into action. If you don't have, so I've talked about, you know, these five key elements. If you don't have the answers to all of these, if you're not too sure on any of them, then um, download the marketing checklist that we've talked about, um, look at what you need to do, and then start to, you know, focus on these five areas and start to hone them. If you want help, our help, nailing your marketing next year, then obviously do get in touch. Um, head over to Supervised Recruitment and uh, .co.uk and just fill out the contact form and uh, send us a quick email. It'll come into our inbox and uh, one of us will have a conversation with you. So this is Denise saying bye for now.